in the first six months of 2023, one of the hardest years and most recent times in real estate, she has doubled her income in the first six months versus 12 months of last year. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. As a reminder, this podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's given so much to me and my family. And I know for a fact you will get value from this one today. I hear it all the time as a team leader for one of the top teams in the nation and a real estate coach for some of the top teams across across the nation and North America is that what are we doing in these challenging times in the real estate market? And today we have a great interview with one of our agents, Maggie French. Maggie, say hi. Hello. So Maggie is going to share how in this, these challenging times, in the first six months of 2023, one of the hardest years and most recent times in real estate, she has doubled her income in the first six months versus 12 months of last year. And so she, we're going to break that down to give you guys some insight on what productive agents are doing, what agents, number one, to debunk the myth that everyone is struggling right now. That is a mindset thing. That is a choice. Is it harder? Sure. Is it different? Yes. But that also could be an opportunity. And mm -hmm. we're going to break some of that down and how Maggie has used this changing market, this challenging market to not only become better herself, but also use it to grow her business at such a, a rate that she doubled her income in half the amount of time. Um, so Maggie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, and I know I said this uh, before the camera was rolling, so I didn't want to make sure that it was real. I just want to start by saying I'm super proud of you. You. Um, I know it's not easy to dive in and work on your business, work on yourself when times get tough, but you've absolutely done it and the results have been amazing. Thank you. So Maggie, let's dive right in. Alrighty. We're going to talk about some secrets that you have, right? Mm -hmm. Super secret stuff. Oh yes. Um, we're going to talk about some of the tools that maybe you have used mm -hmm. um, to help, help grow. And then also I think strategies. I think some people need some help with strategies in this yeah. marketplace. So that's kind of to future pace to give you guys an insight of what we're going to cover. Those are the things um, that we're going to kind of go over. So Maggie, let's start with, um, you've been on the show before, but maybe we, ha we have new listeners each and every week. So mm -hmm. if they've not met you before, who's Maggie? How long have you been in real estate? And um, why, why should they listen to you and your story? Well, um, I've been in real estate for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very grateful for when I joined real estate because it was back when interest rates were very low due to COVID and when it was honestly pretty easy to be a realtor. Um, so I'm very thankful for when I, when I joined. Um, but honestly, right now, how the market is, like, I truly believe that if someone can get into this market and they can persevere, you can tackle any market. 100%. So, yeah. One of my good buddies, um, Jim Griffin, was on a podcast. Go back and listen how to, I don't remember what it's titled, Colin. Do you remember the title of it? He'll put it in the show notes so you guys can access it. But it was in the last five or six episodes. Um, it was something about how to build a successful team. And um, Jim told me this quote, and I've used it multiple times since then, is that one of the hardest things you will do in real estate is gain market share during challenging and changing times. Mm -hmm. It's one of the hardest things to do. Right. However, if you do that, that market share will last you a lifetime. Oh, for sure. And I think that's what you just said, right? Yeah, is that absolutely. it's tougher right now. It is challenging. It is different. But right. if you're willing to do that and overcome and persevere that different, yeah, then those you will you will reap the rewards of that forever. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Um, so you've been in real estate two and a half years, um, and even though 
interest rates were low. Mm -hmm. We had the COVID market. The market has changed and continually shifted. And in the first six months of 2023, you doubled your income of all of 2022. If I had to ask you, let's give some, we're going to go, we're going to go deep and have substance mm-hmm. of this. But if I had to ask you for the listeners, what is the one secret that has helped you accomplish that? What would that be? Um, discipline, a million percent, but um, kind of almost an unconventional uh, way to answer that is I found discipline outside of my professional life and found discipline in my personal yes. life um, and getting into the gym and making that a 100% priority mm-hmm. six to seven days a week and absolutely unwavering from that has transformed not only my professional life, but my entire life in general. I love that answer. And so, so many people, and we're going to talk more real estate tactics too, right. but I think we would be doing everyone a disservice to not talk about that. Um, I'm on a fitness journey myself. I know mm-hmm. that you are as well. And I think um, it's a... It is amazing to see how much better you feel, mm-hmm. how much more confidence you have in yourself, the the movement that you can make in a positive direction in all of life mm-hmm. if you're just disciplined in one area. Absolutely. And that discipline creates that momentum, creates that consistency, creates that habit, mm-hmm. and it's the snowball effect of momentum that you can't stop of positivity in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like I think what a lot of people maybe underestimate is you said discipline outside of your professional life. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that for a second because I believe you have one life. Mm-hmm. You don't live a professional life and then you live a personal life. Right. It is one life. Mm-hmm. And too many people um, pretend to be something at work that they're not at home. Oh, right. And then agents that are struggling in this marketplace, if I had to, and I don't mean to segment people, but if just for illustration purposes, go with me here. If I had to separate people into two buckets, ones that are thriving and ones that are struggling. Mm-hmm. The ones that are thriving, their self-confidence and their self is through the roof compared to the ones that are struggling. Yeah. And the ones that are struggling will use the excuse and the crutch, mm-hmm. and this is your wake-up call, um, that, well, I'm, I don't have the confidence because I'm not having success. Maggie's success didn't start in real estate. It started with her being disciplined for herself, for her goals, for her personal life, and that carried over to a professional life because it's just one life. Mm-hmm. And so that discipline has carried over to all aspects of your life. And you have way more confidence in yourself. Like mm-hmm. I see it. The growth that you have had over the last year of your life, as it's been five years of growth in a year. Like all aspects of life. It's kind of crazy. Your emotional maturity, your discipline in yourself, the way you handle tough situations, like just all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of that has come into effect to have the results that you've had. Right. But it's crazy to think, where did it all start? As Maggie wanted to be disciplined and, and be healthy and take care of herself first. Mm-hmm. And like building off of that, what it's given me with confidence, it's given me the ability to love myself enough to not, I can cuss, right? Yeah. To not give a fuck about what anyone else thinks. And like I I tell new agents this all the time, if you can't trust yourself to make a single decision, um, just a very simple decision, um, and it's pretty black and white. Yep. How do you expect your clients to trust you? You have to trust yourself enough to do that. That's gold. That is like, yes. If you, and it starts with confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And where does confidence build? Confidence, too many people are looking on outside factors to build confidence. Yeah. 
well, once I do this and I sell houses, then I'll be confident in selling houses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with your confidence. Your confidence is keeping your promises to you made to yourself. Do you hit snooze in the morning or do you get your ass out of bed and go to work? Mm -hmm. Do you make those calls or do you make an excuse? Do you go do that meeting you don't want to do or do you find a reason not to? Like it's it's an internal job and Mm -hmm. it's discipline is the key to building that confidence that so many agents are lacking right now. And I get it, right? Like this, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I struggle with this just like everyone else. I'm not perfect by any means. Maggie's not perfect by any means either. Like we, we work through this each and every day, but we don't rely on motivation. We rely on discipline. Right. Exactly. And that discipline helps build motivation, helps build that consistency, builds yeah. those healthy habits that lead to a better, more successful life. Oh, absolutely. And we, we have our core, our, uh, cultural standards and Uh core values at our company and you say it all the time and I think it applies perfectly to this scenario um you just you said a while back that um someone that works at our company you can't go back and to your house and live a double life and not act with integrity and you know the core values that we hold um everyone to a standard to here right it's the same thing with that discipline um it it just coincides so beautifully and it's it's really just transformed my entire life business everything i uh, love it and i'm super proud of you because again i see it others around you see it and um i think a lot of times when you're on that journey it's hard to see it for yourself right um i think you're starting to see it yourself now but um it's i just want to encourage you to keep going because it gets mm-hmm. way better from here oh yeah um i see the path of the trajectory that you're going and it all it all boils down to keeping that discipline to yourself right. keeping that humility keeping that discipline mm-hmm. and just i'm going to win the day today mm-hmm right? Like that's as simple as it is. That's right. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit better each day. Um, and I think, so agents that are struggling with confidence, I think there's a lot of them right now. Um, I was at a mastermind in Phoenix recently and, um, there was a bunch of agents in that room that struggled with confidence and they were like, transactions are down, interest rates are up. Why would a seller list their home? Mm -hmm. And they had all of these belief systems in their self that they thought, well, it doesn't make sense for a seller to list. And so they were projecting their thoughts right. and I call it their truth versus the truth. Yeah. And they had to came up with this narrative themselves of why it doesn't make sense to sell. And most of the times that narrative is because of mainstream media, outside mm-hmm. influences, or you had that one seller that was very, very emotional and you remember that forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you project that for the rest of the people you talk to instead of stepping back looking at all the facts, gathering information, educating and informing mm-hmm. so that you can help them make the right decision. How many sellers right now, if you are the agent that thinks it doesn't make sense to sell, how many people have to sell because they had a death in the family? Because they're going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a new kid and they need to upsize. Yeah. So there's six D's of real estate. I just made a post on this um, yesterday. You have death, you have divorce, you have diapers, a baby, Mm -hmm. you have downsizing, right? Maybe you're empty nesters, you need to downsize your home. Um, Let's see if I can remember the other ones. So death, diapers, diamonds, marriage, divorce. Um, What else is there? There is, there's two more. I know the last one, I want to save it for last because it's it's funny. Um, Death, diapers, divorce, diamonds. Downsize. Downsize. And the job. Right? Like if you get if you move, <laughs> if you if you're moving somewhere, right? Like um if you're moving somewhere, then 
you're going to sell your home. You're right. going to buy a home. You're going to yeah. rent a home, right? Like there's life circumstances that happen to all of us. And right. so if we had an agent that was projecting it's not a good time to sell, mm-hmm. when they don't know their situation, that's not going to do any good. Right. I was, I was about to say when you're saying that and they didn't have confidence about this, that, and the other because of whatever reason mm-hmm. that they're projecting, it sounded like they didn't even have enough of a conversation to know why they 100%. were talking to the, to the client. Because they didn't ask any questions. Yeah. They didn't try to get to know that person right. in their situation. They just projected it's not a good time to sell, so I'm not even going to call this seller lead. Right. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so um, I just think when we talk about confidence, it is so important that confidence is built internally and it's built day by day. And if you want confidence in yourself, win the day today. Yep. Get back up and win the day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it just compounds over time consistently. It doesn't happen overnight. No one is the confidence fairy is not gonna come by and sprinkle right. confidence dust no. on you and and help you through all this stuff. You have to go to work and you have to follow the right people. Mm-hmm. You have to have the right mentors in your life, which yeah. is something we'll talk talk about. You'll have to educate yourself on what is going on in the marketplace so that you can educate the consumer. And if Absolutely. you work with the right people and you build this success in your life, not just in your business, mm-hmm. the confidence comes. Mm-hmm. And then when you're more confident, you can also inform and be a better real estate agent for people because they need your advice. They need Absolutely. us to be the professionals. Right. I mean, that's why we have jobs. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So um, we talked about discipline. I think another key point um, that we kind of talked about would be having the right mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. How has mentors, having mentors in your life affected your success in real estate? I probably wouldn't have success in real estate without mentors. Okay. <laughs> so, um, where it all started was obviously with Tosh, who's my best friend, top producing agent in our company, and always have just looked up and aspired to her. And so many funny aspects. enough, her success journey started with the same thing yours did. Oh, a million percent. It's kind of weird <laughs> yep. how it's all played as soon as out, she started being committed to discipline in her fitness when she went she did a like a competition show. Mm-hmm. Like she went that far in that extreme, yeah. her business skyrocketed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just yep. up Kept from going. there. But yeah, so um definitely finding your people or your person in real estate very important. But if you can find a good team, obviously I'm on the best team, but <laughs> um that actually We're hiring educate, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> um but really focus on education, not only for yes. your realtors but for your clients like you can be as educated as you possibly can be but are you educated enough to educate someone else so i call that mastery right right? and too many people will hear one thing and think oh well i got that now Mm -hmm. but you have to learn it you have to do it and then you have to be able to teach it yeah and if you can't if you don't know the market stats and data well enough, we talked about this in our sales meeting yesterday, mm-hmm. is that we talked about market stats and data. And if you don't know and have it internalized enough as an agent that you can talk to all your sell, all your clients about it, mm-hmm. then you're not doing your job as the professional. Right. You have to internalize it and master the numbers and the data so that you can educate them to help them make the right decision. Because sure. the days of Mark my words, the days of real estate agents just being order takers are gone. That's why 60,000 agents got out of the business the first six months of the year. The same first six months, Maggie was doubling her income. And what is she saying is the difference? Discipline, mentors, education. Mm -hmm. 
So quit waiting on the clients to tell you when they're ready. If the clients tell you when they're ready to transact, to buy or sell or to list or have the appointment, if they set the appointment, if they're ready to write the offer, they're ready to list their home, you have dropped the freaking ball on them mm-hmm. and they deserve better. Yeah. Your, your job is to lead them through the process and they need that in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. And you ha- it starts with the discipline you have with yourself, being aligned with the right mentors like you mentioned, and being educated and well enough that you have mastered that data and you can teach it to your clients. Mm-hmm. So you can educate them so they can make the right decision based upon your education and the real information, not the data or not the drama, the actual data. Yeah. And I think that it's, there's obviously I'm passionate about that, um, but I think that agents just fall into the trap and that the, they want they want it to be like the good old days, right, right. of the pandemic market where it's just I just pick from these this pool of 10 buyers and which one has the most money? Cool, I'll work with them, right? And kind of touching back on that, I'm why I'm grateful I started then is because I was able to make those mistakes that, you know, any new realtor makes during the easiest time to be a realtor. Yep. Now when you make a mistake, you might feel it for, you know, quite some time. But back during those COVID interest rates, it didn't hurt as bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which that that sounds terrible, but I was able to learn <laughs> learn from my mistakes in a very, very so convenient So That's an interesting perspective. Um, and I think that that's very valid. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite end of the spectrum. Because mm-hmm. my personal story is I started when it was tough. Right. I got in real estate and I rem- the same thing agents are saying right now mm-hmm. is it's different. You have to make more calls. You have to do more work is exactly the, the mantra and the narrative that was painted in the office when I first got in real estate. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I refused to buy into that narrative. Right. You know my story. Mm-hmm. I had a six-week-old baby that I had to literally take into the hospital so she could say her goodbyes to my wife Mm -hmm. because she was on her deathbed. She pulled through, everything's fine, but we were behind on electric. I was starting a new career, like we were broke, broke, broke. I had no choice, Mm -hmm. I had to make it work. I can't relate on a wait on a a real estate market to get better, I've gotta Mm -hmm. figure this out. And I'm so blessed that I started during tough times because it did fucking hurt and it hurt bad. And I made a mistake and it cut deep, Mm -hmm. but guess what? I didn't make the same mistake twice mm-hmm, exactly. and I learned quicker and I learned how to think on my feet and I learned the work that it took and that work ethic and those, the learning that I was able, the skill that I was able to shorten the learning curve mm-hmm. because of the tough times, I will never be able, like you will never be able to make that time up. Right. Like I think the best time to start into a journey like real estate is when times are tougher. Oh no, I totally agree. A million percent. And Adding to that, what I would also recommend is when I got into real estate, I didn't have a plan B. Yes. That is, it's a... And you're on a podcast right now called All or Nothing. Exactly. Right. right. I mean, that's You're going to do it, jump in, <laughs> both feet. But truly, like, if you don't have a plan B, then you're planning for success. I 100% yep. believe that. If you have a plan B, you're planning that you're going to fail. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. And maybe your college professor doesn't agree with that philosophy, but hey, it's worked well for me and it's worked well for Maggie, yeah. right? I just really think that too many people half-ass things in life mm-hmm. and especially real estate and they have a plan B because they're not fully committed. If you're not fully committed, it's not going to work. Yep. If you don't give it, so there's, for transparency, there's nothing wrong with having a plan B. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't go fucking all right. in on yeah. plan A. 
all in. Give it your absolute best effort Mm -hmm. because the plan B of like, what happens if you don't work out in real estate? You go get a real job. You have to trade time for money. Right. Right. Like, and there's nothing wrong with, there's a lot of great people that do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But most people didn't join real estate for that. They joined it for, we did a day in the life of real estate agent webinar last night. So Mm -hmm. it was top of mind for me. We're talking to a bunch of people that are thinking about getting into real estate. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I told them about the beauty of real estate is you don't have to trade time for money. You are in your own control. Right. You get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. But too many people, and I asked this in our team in our team meeting, our sales meeting uh, this week. How, raise your hand if you think. So I'm going to ask the audience. Raise your hand. You know, I don't know how I'd see if you raise your hand, but you get the point. I want you to ask yourself this question: Is um, do how many real estate agents? If you had to guess, are there are there more real estate agents or less real estate agents that you feel are overpaid? Ask yourself that from the real estate agents that you know. Now ask the consumer. Do they think real estate agents are overpaid? What I believe is that most real estate agents are overpaid because they don't put in the work. They don't educate themselves. They don't put in the discipline that it takes. And so they don't build sustainable businesses, especially coming off the pandemic market. And there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of good times, right? Nothing wrong with it. But if you want to make it and have a sustainable career that can change your life in real estate, you have to be disciplined. Absolutely. You have to have mentors. You have to educate yourself. And I really think this is the opportunity for other people to have success stories just like Maggie has experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's change gears here. So we talked about discipline. We talked about mentors. We talked about education. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you think has been a, a lever or a crit- critical to your success? I'm very, very hard on myself. Um, And I've kind of trained my mind. Or maybe my mind has trained me to not ever settle for average. And so, um, like, I've come a very long way in my fitness journey, but I still look in the mirror and I'm very hard on myself. Sure. Never satisfied. But at the same time... Every night before I go to sleep, I'm thanking God for my health, my wealth. And when I say wealth, I'm not only talking monetary. Sure. I'm talking, I have a healthy family. Yep. I have the best friends. Have so many things no to be money grateful to pay for. for. Yep. Um, I go home to the best man ever. And um, uh, I'm extremely grateful for where I'm at. I think there's a um, very healthy balance between mm-hmm. always striving for more. Yeah. But also having gratitude along the way. Absolutely. And it's very easy to look and think to yourself, maybe the grass is greener over there because this, that, or the other. But I'm a strong believer the grass is green where you water it. 100%. I'm laughing inside because that brings me up one of my favorite quotes. I was waiting for it. I made, I made a post on this recently. I think Maggie may have seen it. So I truly believe the grass is greener where you water it, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the grass doesn't feel green where you're at, go back the last six months of your life and see how much you've actually watered your own grass. Yeah. How much have you deposited into that environment, to that, that fitness journey, that for health sure. journey, that business, whatever it may be, right? Right. Um, because you get out what you put in in this world. Right. And I think too many people are takers. And if you take with, don't get me wrong, we have an organization where people can take from, mm-hmm. right? 
but that's after you give and you deposit. And mm-hmm. if you give, it's like it's crazy. It's like a, it, the compound effect is insane. Like you let's let's use I use a banking analogy a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. I call it deposits and withdrawals. So if I were to go to a bank tomorrow and I'm a new customer and I, I go and withdraw money mm-hmm. and I'm not deposited anything, I'm going to be in jail because I'm stealing. Right. How many of us are stealing from our environments and we're, we're there to withdraw mm-hmm. first before we deposit? Yeah. But if you think the opposite and you were there to deposit, what happens is, what happens if you put your money into a great investment account? Mm-hmm. It compounds and it grows. Mm-hmm. If you invest into a great culture, if you ing- invest yes. into a great environment, whenever you need that withdrawal, it's 10x what you put in. Absolutely. But you have to deposit first. Mm-hmm. So the grass is greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. That takes me to one of my favorite quotes is sometimes if you look across the fence and the grass looks greener on the other side, it's because it's lined with bullshit. The grass may appear greener, but just because you haven't been watering your own grass and you look and say, Ooh, look at what these people are doing. Look Mm -hmm. at this. Most of the times, especially with social media world, you are seeing the highlight reel. You're not Mm -hmm. seeing the real reel. And so I think it's important that if you want more, you have to you have to water the grass that you're in. And I promise you, if you're with the right people, you have the right mentors, you're in the right circle, you will get at get out 10x what you put in. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's talk about let's talk about coaching. So I'm privileged to be a coach. I know that um, I do a lot of coaching and training for our organization, but we also have some of the best coaches in the business. Mm-hmm. Have they had an impact on your success? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How so? It's, um, the, I'm a very outside of the box person, which I'm sure you know. Um, and so I also. Is that why you have glitter on your legs? I knew that's what was coming next. I told her I was going to make fun of her <laughs> because she has shiny legs. So Colin's going to zoom in on the camera so everyone can see. And that's a huge key to success. Just so you know, that's one of her bullet points. If you want to have, if you want to have <laughs> success, you have to have glitter lotion. Like that's a key. Shine bright, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anyways. Uh, what was your question? <laughs> um, how have how have some of the coaches that we have in our organization right, right. had an impact on your success? Yeah, so very I'm very outside of the box, um, and so I respond well to uh, coaches that also think outside of the box. So um, Chet Black, he um, very loud in your face, um, very I want to say blunt, but honest is more yeah. of the correct word it's but the truth he speaks is, the truth right and that apparently that's a basically a cuss word nowadays so <laughs> might um, offend someone right right and so i respond Whoops. very well to um you know listening to him and um like andy frisilla mm-hmm. the fact that we listen to him and um have a a coach that is outside of real estate, I think speaks volumes because like this basic, basically this whole podcast, we've yep. been talking very little of it has really been inside of real estate and We're gonna on get how there. it has yep. really impacted me. So, But too many people focus on things inside right. of real estate exactly. and they don't realize that the rest of life has a bigger effect than what the right script or that yeah. right lead source or what. Who you are as a person determines your success way more than what you do inside of the right strategy inside of real estate. Yep. So strategy is one of the things we're going to talk about. We're going to get there. Yep. But it's such a great observation mm-hmm. is and you go back and listen to like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I understand tactical. I understand all of that stuff and I can coach people through and I can go super in depth and like 
I say this humbly, like a lot of people will say, well, Matt, you don't talk enough about the the in-depth stuff of real estate. Like the, how do you get through this objection? What script do you use here? I promise you, I know it. Um, I was asked to be on a script battle with some of the top team leaders throughout the nation. And even though I haven't sold a house in three years, I won the damn thing. So I know what I'm talking about. However, that doesn't move the fucking needle for most people. Mm-hmm. What moves the needle for most people is the stuff that we're talking about here. If you want to experience double your income in the first six months of a tough real estate market, are scripts important? Sure. Is role play important? Yep. But if you don't have the discipline and the confidence in yourself, those things don't fucking matter. Right. And people want to work with people, real people. So you can practice that all day long. But do you sound like a robot on the phone? Do you sound like a robot in front of people? Like, so important. So um, I think... This is great stuff, by the way. Um, but there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Mm. Number one, you mentioned average. Mm. And when I hear that word, I just like, it makes my stomach feel weird. Like, yeah. why do people like want to be average? Why do mm. people want like, well, it's good enough. Like, mm. good enough is not good enough. Right. Right. Like, there's a great book. Good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to just be good? Yeah. Do you just want to be average? And again, I'm not judging you if that's who you want, but me personally, like that just makes me sick. Yeah. Like I don't, I want to always be growing. And I think you, you mentioned that too, is like that you're never satisfied. Mm -hmm. You're always looking for more and looking to grow, but you also partner that with gratitude. Yeah. I think that's a very, very healthy balance is because some people get comfortable and sit back and like, they could be like, well, I double my income the first six months. I'm going to slow down the rest of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet your mentality was, if I can do that, what can I do next? Oh, I'm very unsatisfied right yes. now. <laughs> and that's why you're going to continue very to be gr- successful. Very grateful yep. for where I'm at. But if I look at my business right now, I'm behind. Yeah. So. Same. We are as a team, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, we're always, we're always grinded and trying mm-hmm. to find more and trying to help more people. So, um, let's talk, let's go tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, so inside of real estate specifically, what yeah. is a strategy? What is a tactic? What is something, if I were to ask you, people are listening and being like, all right, all this is great. So I'm going to work on discipline. I'm going to work on confidence. I'm going to educate myself on the market. But inside of my real estate business, what is something that I can do to, to accomplish results like Maggie has had? Something that I struggled with um, as a newer agent and things that I see right now from newer agents um, just within our team, you know, talking mm-hmm. to people um, at conferences and things like that, people need to slow down and listen. They're always thinking, what am I to say next? They're not paying attention to detail and listening to the conversation that they're having with a buyer or seller because they're going to give you the answer to the question that you're probably about to ask if you listen hard enough like 90% of the time. So that's like my number one thing that I've really focused on is when I'm calling people, I'm, are you truly calling someone to help them? Mm. Like they are going to, what, what's it called? You commission breath or yep. something. I think that's what you they call it. They can smell it through the phone. Literally. And yep. I just, it's something that I, sometimes you just got to rip the bandaid off. And I'm like, you sound like a car salesman, dude, like you sound like you're trying to sell me health insurance and I want to hang up on you yep. and you're sitting next to me, brother. Like, come on. I'm like, let's slow it down. Yep. Let's 
talk to me how you're talking to me right now, but put it on the phone. Because they're just people. Yeah. <laughs> they are just people. It's crazy. And I get it. Like, I'm not judging. I'm we, not saying I'm... We've all I'm, been there. Exactly. Like, as an example, my very first sales job, I grabbed a list of people that I wanted to call. I went in my... I think I had a Pontiac G5, which is like a Chevy Cobalt, but a cheaper version. <laughs> right. right. Like, that's that's where I was at in my life. Like, I had three hubcaps. One was missing. Like, Love that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, I took that car, took my sales list, and I took... All of it. I went to Walmart parking lot to park away from everyone. I looked around, made sure no one, all right, no one can see me. Now I can start making my calls because I was so freaking embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I was so scared I was going to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I get it, Mm -hmm. but I had to get over myself. Yes. And I think we have to realize and we have to be open minded and we have to learn that other people around us that's the power of being on a great team the power of being in the office if you have someone that has achieved the success that maggie has had that is willing to take her time and contribute and help someone else on the team mm-hmm. learn what she has learned and skip those steps of don't they don't have to go to walmart parking lot and call for three months like i did to learn right. it they can learn it today by someone that's actually doing it at a very high level mm-hmm. and so um i want to really go in depth on some of the, let's go tactical with some of the things that you okay. said so um it's like a proud dad moment for me because you actually have been paying attention and it's approved great results for you. Um, and I absolutely love that you're passing that on to other people because mm-hmm. sales is not about what you say. Mm-hmm. Too many people think when they come into real estate, they're like, all right, what do I have to say? Mm-hmm. That is the wrong question. Sales is not about what you say. It's about what you ask. Yes. You have two ears and you have one mouth for a reason. You should be listening twice as much as you are talking. Yes. So how many questions are you asking? Yeah. How much information are you gathering? Mm-hmm. And conversations are two-way. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to your calls and go back and reflect. How much time were you talking versus how much time were they talking? If it's not close to a balance, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't want those people that are over-talking and they're talking 80% either. You've got yeah. to balance that too. But most of the time, the salesperson is doing 90% of the talking. Mm-hmm. That is not a sales call. That is... That is not how you sell real estate. That is not how you build relationships. That's not how you help people. And so think about what questions am I asking? Mm-hmm. And also you said listening. I call it active listening. You have to listen to understand versus listen to reply. Yes. Exactly. How many people are thinking, all right, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? Oh, they said that. I'm, this is how I handle this objection. No. If they answer the question, ask them another question. Go right. deeper on that one question. Mm-hmm. You got to go deep, not wide. And you have to understand them on a level to where you get past the sales skepticism. You get past the objections so you can truly understand what their needs are, mm-hmm. what their desires are, and then you can help them. Yeah. And you do that by asking questions. Mm-hmm. So there's a principle that I follow. If you want to talk script, you want to talk dialogue, I can do that all day long. But if you don't listen more than you talk, mm-hmm. you don't ask great, I call them power questions, yes. not yes or no questions, questions that make them think, mm-hmm. questions that actually dig into their situation. And then once they answer a, and they give you a surface level question because they have sales skepticism wall high, right. you ask another question. Tell me more. What else? Mm-hmm. When you said this, what exactly did you mean? Mm-hmm. I just want to better understand you. What did you mean by ABC? Yep. You got to go deep on these things so you have a true base understanding of what it is. And then here's the key. You base your next question on their response. Yes. You want, you want sales training one-on-one? That's it right there. You got to listen twice as much as you talk. You have to ask great power questions and you base your next question on their response. Yep. 
that's how you sell people. That's how you help people. That's how you have great conversations. And that's how you double your income in real estate. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, all I would like to add after that yep, is know your why. Mm. Um, and if you're having trouble identifying what your why is, talk to the people you love because they'll help you identify it. Um, for a while I had trouble, like basically the beginning of this year, I was having trouble really identifying because your why will change over time. Of course. And Especially as you were growing and developing like you were, that's one of the toughest spots. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think no, it's important fine. for people to understand is a lot of people struggle with their why to get going. Mm -hmm. And that is tough to do. Right. And if you're at that point, reach out to us. We can help you because that is very, very critical point for your success. But it gets harder, not easier as you grow. Yeah. And so as you ramped up discipline, as you started achieving more success and growing, that's where it really gets hard to find your why because you've probably already accomplished more than you thought you would to begin with. Right. And so it's like, what's next? Yeah. And that's a very, very tough spot. So continue. Sorry. Oh, no, you're totally fine. Um, but to give you a little bit of background, I'm about to get married in like two months, right? And we're going poor through. Oh, I know, poor guy. I don't know why he stuck around, but it's almost official. But we're um, taking like classes together. Okay, like, very cool. For like. I don't, I don't know if marriage counseling is the right word, but like counseling before you get married, yeah. basically. And we had to write um, like a list of things that if we could change something about the other person, what would that be? Mm -hmm. And then a list of things that we love about each other. Love it. And surprisingly, the list of things he would change was very, very small. I was very shocked. I was like, you didn't add this? And he was like, oh, yeah. And he'd go and add it. But anyways, <laughs> um. The two top you should ones. Just the list he sent me. I'm just, <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, but the two, uh, the top two um, favorite things about me that he put on on mine first put me in put me in tears. I'm sure that's not a shocker. But two, the biggest compliment I've gotten all year. Um, he said obsessed. Um, which I, we use as a very positive word 1, in our household. Um, cause if you're not obsessed, you need to change something, but that's a whole, we can make another podcast on that one. And then the second one, um, he said always perseveres. And that one, I, it literally like, I had to sit back in my chair and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, that's awesome. So if you're having trouble identifying your why talk to the people you love Yep. and just take it from there, just take it day by day. I absolutely love that. Um, perseverance is very is power right mm -hmm. and i think that goes back to the confidence you've built the discipline that you have i think it's awesome that the person that um you probably love the most in this world that that's what they observed about you right um i think that's that shows your character mm -hmm. um and shows the growth that you've experienced i want to hit i want to close it on obsession if it, obsession is has a negative context in this world we live in mm -hmm. for some weird reason right but guys, obsession is nothing more than a word that the lazy use to describe the dedicated. Yeah. If you want to accomplish anything big in this world, you have to be obsessed. You have to be a little crazy. Yeah. And you have to go the extra mile. And you have to do, like I think it's behind Maggie, it's the book, The Power of One More from um, one of my mentors, Ed Milet. You have to do one more. Mm -hmm. Enough is not enough. Don't be average. Be extra. Yeah. Be or, be extraordinary, not just ordinary. Mm -hmm. You have to go one more. Go above and beyond. Go the extra mile. It's never crowded. Like I always say, if I'm too extra, go find less. We tried. <laughs>
<laughs> Just kidding. And look where you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, I'm super proud of you, girl. It's amazing. I appreciate you being on and sharing um, your insight. I know this is going to help some people that are probably struggling right now. Um, if you're a struggling agent, I, I get it. Um, I hope this podcast helped you. Keep following us. We are doing everything we can to give back to this industry. Um, everything you want is on the other side of hard work. So go be obsessed. Go find something. Go all in and go live the life beyond your wildest dreams like I know Maggie is and many other people are in this industry. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. One quick reminder for some housekeeping so Colin doesn't yell at me. We have a new website, um, so please go check it out. It's allornothinginrealestate.com. Tons of free resources, webinars. Our, all of our podcasts are linked there. Um, and it's just, again, All or Nothing in Real Estate is a movement to give back to the industry. And so all that I ask is that you help share the movement. If this, if this podcast spoke to you, if this helped you, share it with a friend so we can continue to grow and continue to help more people. Thanks, guys. 